thing, Boo. Important question for you. Yes, sir. Um, in and out or five guys? Oh my gosh, easy. In and out. See, gotta be in and out. I warned you. I told you I wouldn't tell you what the question is, but this is the test of if you're a true Californian. Yeah, five. I, I'm sorry, five guys just doesn't uh, hold a stick to in and out. Yeah, just does not. Yep. I like both. Yeah. But I think I think I'm I I think what I've been saying is I think five guys may be a little bit better burger, but in and really? out is what I'm gonna choose yeah. nine times out of ten. Right. Because it's the right amount of food. Right, right, right. And it's kind of perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect burger. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to 10 Questions with 10 Pastors, brought to you by Gateway Seminary, with your host, Tyler Sanders. Uh, today, uh, with us, we have Sang Bu, who's a pastor of the English-speaking congregation of Good Community Church in Torrance, California. Uh, Sang is uh, an MDiv grad and a PhD grad in New Testament, PhD in New Testament. That's right. And you have also taught for... Gateway. Yeah, as an adjunct. Yeah. And mm. did you teach New Testament, Greek? I taught NT1 and NT2 NT, for a year. It was NT1. really a blessing for me. Yeah. 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 And uh, as, a, as a pastor, mm-hmm. I've got a couple questions for you. Uh, and the first one is, uh, I guess that's really the second one because I asked you your okay. burger question. Second one is, uh, what, are you, uh, what are you reading right now? What am I reading right now? I tend to read a lot of different things, uh, bits and pieces of different things. I like to focus on the Bible. So I That's read good. a lot of Bible. I read the Bible deeply and I read the Bible broadly. Uh, but the book that I'm trying to get through right now is um, one of the books by N.T. Wright, one of the big tomes that he writes. Oh, I yeah. think it's uh, Paul and uh, the last one he wrote about Paul. Yeah. I can't even remember the name of it. It came out a few re- years ago. I bought it a few years ago, and I'm kind of reading through it in bits and pieces. Yeah. But uh, interesting stuff, as always, coming mm-hmm. from N.T. Wright. Um, but, uh, yeah, I-, I like to stay focused on the Bible mostly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Now, when you're going from uh, uh, the Bible into preparing a sermon, how do you approach, like, big picture how do you approach like themes in the Bible or how are you preparing like um, maybe a series of sermons? Yeah, I, what I tend to do is I like to let the Holy Spirit lead as much as possible in all of those matters. And so if somehow God is guiding me through, uh, well, first of all, I, I go through the Bible book by book. Uh, I don't do verse by verse. Uh, I try to do chapter by chapter as much as it is possible. Hmm. Right now, I am following the schedule of the Gospel Project. So I preach along the Gospel Project schedule. And um, what's interesting about the themes, um, the theme that you were talking about for, for preaching, it's kind of developed over the, over the years. Hmm. Um, God has been working uh, in my thinking uh, and ministering, as far as that's concerned, um, in very pointed ways. And right now, I've sort of come to a, a center of my uh, pastoral theology or my preaching, the, the theology that I preach around. Okay. And it has to do with uh, two, well, it has to do with one big theme of God's purpose, right? And God's purpose uh, is twofold, is to reconcile the world to himself in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And the second uh, part of God's purpose is to fill the earth with his glory uh, in Jesus' name through uh, God-fearing, God-honoring, God-worshipping, God-loving families and communities. And so those, uh, the theme of God's purpose broken down into those two areas of 
reconciling the world to himself and filling the earth with his glory pretty much permeates practically every sermon that I write. Right. And so it, it provides the, I guess you would call it sort of like a hermeneutic of my preaching. Yeah. Yeah. And a center for my preaching. And I honestly, I find that in every passage that I preach on. I don't know if it's because as I'm going through the gospel project and reading the Bible, I focus on that because God has mm. been working on that thing so pointedly in my own mm. uh, life and thinking. Or it's because, well, I believe it's because it's really there yeah. uh, in the Bible. So uh, that's kind of how, how I approach it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, what about like on a maybe like a week to week or like a micro kind of level? Like, mm -hmm. how are you going from the text to the sermon? Do you have any like specific, I don't know, um, uh, like methods you use or anything like that? Um, well, I do tend to go through uh, the same kind of process week to week. Um, like I said, I preach through the Gospel Project schedule. And what I do is I will take that week's Gospel Project. And if you're familiar with the Gospel Project, you'll realize that there's way too much text to be able to preach on uh, on, on any given Sunday. So what I'll do, first of all, is take uh, the week's Gospel Project and I will summarize each of the parts that it's teaching about that week because I take that summary and I distribute it to all our, uh, to my community mm. for their own devotion, uh, small groups and that kind of yeah. thing and Bible studies and that kind of thing. But, uh, and then out of that, from uh, that summary, I take typically one part of it and then I will expand that for the sermon for the week. And that's kind of how I approach it. I don't know if that answers your question. No, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Um, uh, what's the most difficult passage you've the, preached? <laughs> The most difficult passage I preach is the next one I'm preaching. The next one? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know how else to, uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, when we're going through, even the gospel project doesn't go through chapter by chapter per se. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it'll skip over parts of the Bible that are like really, you never hear a sermon on those parts of the Bible. Yeah. Like we, yeah. we're in Genesis right now and right before the... Uh, the Tower of Babel story. That the stories. There's the story about the sons of God. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And their relationships yeah. <laughs> with the daughters of yeah. uh, daughters of men. Yeah. And is anyone ever going to preach on that chat on, on, on that? Yeah. On that passage, uh, I'm not sure, but um, I'm sure it could be done somehow because it's a part of the Word of God. Yeah. But it would take a lot of thinking. And, uh, yeah. And you know, you're probably where preaching. That's what we work towards each and every week. Hmm. And uh, if I had to think more than 20 hours for one particular section before I even start writing, then that's going to be pretty intimidating for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, what, um, what role or responsibility in pastoral ministry do you feel like is a sweet spot for you? And maybe what's one that you're working on? That's a really uh, tough question. Uh, interesting question. I think the one that I'm working on, maybe maybe I'll start with the one that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, and maybe, uh, I'm not really a um, non-relational guy. I'm a relational guy, but that's yeah. the part of the uh, part of my ministry that I feel like I need to work on the most. Uh, I have my own personal mentor, and he said that um, the the home visitation is a lost art in church nowadays. Hmm. And that's really true. Even in my own congregation, it's not so much me that would not want to do home visitations, but it's the congregation them, the right. itself that 
doesn't know what a home visitation is yeah. and that kind of thing. And there's always a strange kind of dynamic about, hey, let's meet for dinner. And then now they have to clean up their house, get their right, you know, right, right. get everything in order. And yeah. there's always that kind of thing going on. Um, so the relational aspect, I think, is the part that I'm still trying to uh, navigate and get better at. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in uh, being able to understand the Word of God and and share it. I'm not the you know I wouldn't call myself a great preacher or anything like that, but mm. in terms of the content that I provide my congregation, I'm I'm pretty confident in. And yeah. part of part of it is the training that I've gotten sure. through, through Gateway and all that. Yeah, but um, yeah. Okay. Now, what's a um, what's a specific swing and a miss you've had in ministry? Specific swing and a miss. Oh gosh, there's probably too many to even. Um, specific swing and a miss. Wow, this one could be dangerous, but uh, I'm, I mean, it's just honest, you know. Mm. Uh, so my congregation is made up of younger folks and some middle-aged folks. Mm. Uh, not too long ago, we combined. Uh, they were two separate congregations at one point, and then we combined them after a while because it was. I felt like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde each and every week preaching. Uh, but we combined the two uh, groups into one, became one congregation. Uh, I also had an associate uh, that I uh, asked to bring on, and uh, the senior pastor of uh, our church, he graciously agreed to that. Hmm. Uh, but I got to say, I just did a poor job of, I think, um, uh, supervising and mentoring the associate that came on. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that, that was sort of a swing and a miss. That's tough. Unfortunately, he's not there anymore. Um, hmm. Uh, good guy, good pastor, hmm. um, but I would say that's a swing and a miss for me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know it's interesting because I've been, I've been, it, it's we've gotten a, a broad range of answers on that. You know, some mm. of them are funny and some of them are tough, but it's you know it's it's true. I mean, sometimes yeah. ministry can be really yeah. kind of messy and difficult, yeah. and you still have to come in each week and yeah. you know serve the church and serve God in that way. Absolutely. What is one thing? that you think a pastor cannot learn in seminary? One thing a pastor cannot learn in seminary, love. Mm. Uh, I really think, well, I, that's not to say that the, the, the professors and all the staff at Gateway, and I'm pretty sure at most you know, good seminaries, mm. uh, they demonstrate and exhibit a lot of love. Yeah, but it's hard to learn that when you're in the throes of it. I think um, love and grace, maybe. right? Uh, yeah, I would yeah. say that's good. Now, what's something that you think a person has to learn in seminary? Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a person has to learn love and grace. Um, hmm. One thing a person has to learn in seminary is to humility. Humility. Yeah. Okay. Person ought to learn learn humility in seminary uh, because when you're learning uh, about the Bible and the world of the Bible and the people of the Bible and the culture of the Bible, you have to realize that you came in the wake of many, many just uh, spiritual giants, right. and some of those spiritual giants you're learning from directly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, no matter how smart or talented or charismatic you are, um, you need to learn humility. Yeah. Um, in that context. That's good. Yeah. Uh, my last question for you: um, How did you meet Jesus? 
That's a long story. The short, short answer is through my wife, um, because I came to uh, faith late in my life. Hmm. I was actually 36. Um, but uh, it's not that she was a spiritual giant or anything like that, but she did make me promise to go to church hmm. when we got married. And I, I agreed to do that. And I'm a man of my word. So I was going to church and I had an opportunity to hear the gospel. And then somehow God took us from the East Coast to the West Coast uh, in a completely new environment, took us mm. out of our, you know, my comfort zone yeah. um, and the strongholds in my life and plopped us into a church where uh, people were actually praying for me and talking about Jesus and the gospel, which, wow. which I had never really experienced before. And then at a, uh, at a revival meeting, this one preacher was just talking about the basics of the Christian faith, about Jesus, about love how love is eternal, about how our lives are significant beyond the chairs that we're sitting in. And it all just kind of made sense. And the Holy Spirit was working mightily in my heart at that time. And that's that's how I got saved. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, saying thank you so much for sharing this with us. Thank you, Tyler. It's always a pleasure to uh, run into you at these things. We do, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Thank you so much. Yeah.